Hello and welcome to Into the Grid, the Power Rangers podcast where we cover every episode of Power Rangers, now with SPD. I'm your host, Mike, along with me for this ride into this weird and wild season is Sean. Hey, Sean, how's it going? SPD emergency. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm here. Hi. How's it going, Sean? Uh, I'm good. I'm really excited to watch more SPD. Uh, we took last week off. Uh, there were some internet issues. I was going to address that. The, uh, I was, yeah. Well, I'm just... going to do it now. Uh, <laughs> you were getting hit with the mother of all uh, uh, winter storms. So um, the cold weather was, 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 was messing everything up. Yep. I'm ready. I'm ready for spring, but we're back. We're, we're going to continue SPD. It's not a two-parter this week. I love the two-parters. Sometimes, you know, they, they wear on you just a little bit. It's a lot to get done in one episode. You know what I mean? It's a lot to get through. So uh, we only got one episode tonight, which is nice. Uh, and it we is. have a very special guest. I will get into that. Let me introduce the yes. other co-hosts along with us for this ride is Tyler. Hey, Tyler, how's it going over there? Blue? Why am I blue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did you make him sky, dude? That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> It's not. That's kind of messed <laughs> up, dude. There's no Silver Ranger in SPD, dude. Why am I the Silver? I, What's going on? This is you run generic. the Discord server, dude. What it's, are you it's, doing? It's <laughs> generic. It's not tailored to the season we're watching. Okay, after our first and second season, I just kept it generic, not for our season. Oh my god. Yes, you're the sixth Ranger, Sean, and Tyler's the Blue Ranger in this case because he's my right hand man. Oh my god. Oh. So I guess that makes me the friend ranger. Yes. yes. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. And that, my friends, if you are paying attention to the podcast over the seasons we've been doing this, we finally, finally have the renowned fan of this podcast, the man who's been sending in voice messages, email, contributing everything to we do here. It's Neil Zabub. Hey, hey. I am so excited because Neil is awesome. <laughs> Sorry. How's it going, Neil? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good right now. Just um, so if everyone understands, like uh, I live in China, actually. So while uh, it's nighttime for everyone else, it's morning for me. <laughs> so I, I got up not that long ago. I, uh, so you just got up. We're all about to go to sleep. I think it all balances out. I also want to say... Mike has never sounded that excited introducing me. I just, I want to throw that out there. Mike has never sounded that excited to be here with me. But Neil, Neil brought it out of him. We're so happy to have you here, Neil. Uh, uh, we've, we've talked about how your voice messages and, and uh, uh, let's just say Academy Award winning email, right? First of all, has, has definitely helped the show and helped Mike and I, uh, feel like we're not just screaming into a an empty void which is how this can feel sometimes so it's it's very nice to have you here uh this week so that i i i don't have to just like respond to your pre-recorded message we can actually have an interaction <laughs> instead of just me going yeah 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 i agree <laughs> i agree man 
<laughs> oh, you never know. I, you never know. This might just be a series of like pre-recorded messages. Like, you know, maybe <laughs> I uh, I know the show so well. I know you guys so well that I just re-record. Like, yep, this is how they'll respond to this. This they're yeah. gonna go on about twenty minutes about the weather. <laughs> so I'm just gonna decline during that. Yeah, Neil's read the the dialogue tree already. <laughs> Neil Neil has the script for the episode already. He's he knows he knows what's gonna happen. Um, one of the things we'll do uh, on this episode before we get into the actual episode is that we have an email, Sean. An email outside Neil. It's, it's not for me? It's well, not for I, me. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. If it's not for me, I don't want to hear it. Um, so we have to cover this email, uh, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, it is from our cool fans uh andros 50 who is on the uh discord actually oh yeah he's great so uh, okay i can allow that i can allow that i i've interacted with andros uh he was in the watch party we did for jungle fury yes yeah yes Um, yes okay i i will allow this (laughs) (laughs) thank you overlord neil we were i was I was about to pause the whole show so that we could get Neil's approval really quick. I was gonna, we got we got to put it up to a vote with the council of Neil's to make sure that everything uh, everything lines up all right. But all right, Mike, what's this email? What's 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 it about? <clears throat> so he is re-listening. Uh, he's actually catching up on our podcast, and he okay. decided to discuss about a Lightspeed Rescue episode. Okay, I cannot promise you that I remember them, but go on. But no, this is, uh, maybe you'll uh, contribute to this conversation because it's about Carter's jacket in Yesterday Again. That fucking uh, jacket. That, that, that jacket. That episode. That jacket. That's <laughs> so yes, um, here it goes. <clears throat> and uh, this has a lot of misspellings, as he says in this email, so I could read this properly. Uh Hey, Mike and Sean. Sean, spell S-E-N-N. S-E-N-N? S-E-A-N. Oh, Sorry. okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I was like, what is S-E-N-N? How is that? S-E-A-N is acceptable. I'll, I'll accept it. It's fine. All right. It's it is fine. what it is. I just wanted to... I'm not calling you up, Andros. I'm calling you Andros because I'm not I really... Am, your... it, it's a little weird because I am in the Discord. And the spelling of my name is in the disc, so it's a little weird. But okay. you know what? It's okay. It's all right. I'm not. I'm uh, not gonna get too mad at you. So I heard you say to email if possible, and I thought this but be-, be better than posting on the Discord server. Which, by the way, if you want to enter into our public official into the grid Discord server, the link is in the link tree in our Twitter bio. Which is at Go in the Grid. So, and I think it's also in the uh, podcast yeah, description. Yes, Sean's been putting those in the episode description as well. So, check the episode description if you don't want to go to Twitter account, which you should follow, anyways. Anyways, first, please dis please disregard my horrible spelling, which I did mention. I normally say things in my head and fast, then I type, so I screw up somewhere. Many apologies for any confusion, which is fine. Anywho, back on to not disregard the misspellings. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anywho, back on track. Now I know this is a huge leap back as you wrapped up Lightspeed Rescue. However, as I was catching up on current on the podcast, 
I felt the need to share my thoughts on this episode regarding Carter's jacket. Now, I know this episode, while still good, left you both feeling the episode had a huge plot hole because of the duplication of the jacket. I would like to try, in air quotes, uh, and clear that up, if possible, to make the episode more sense to you. I'm excited. Now, you both recap to the differences in lines and events, actions that take place during the two time frames of the same events, such as Kelsey's causing a mess with the oatmeal, or how Dana got knocked over the railing instead of into it. So first off, the duplication of the jacket is plausible. If we take into account scenes in Star Trek and how time loops work, duplication of items, vehicles, and people can happen until the event that causes them have changed. So in Star Trek Next Generation episode Time Squared, there are two Picards, one part of a loop that keeps destroying the Enterprise. This even changes when current Picard kills his double and orders the Enterprise to fly into a vortex. Doing this breaks the cycle and causes the past Picard and shuttlecrafts to disappear. Then there's okay. the next year. Then there's the next generation episode cause and effect, where the Enterprise again is destroyed over and over again until the event that causes the destruction is broken by doing a different act. Now I bring these two episodes up because if we look at the events of Carter's actions, we can see how it kind of, quote, makes sense. As none of are a Stephen Hawking, we can really say, boom, that's how it works. I'm just using I movie will. time travel I, I logic. I will say, boom, that's how it works. I, I will claim to be <laughs> Stephen Hawking. I am the Stephen Hawking of this podcast. But sorry, boom, that's continue, how it works. Mike. The boom, that's how it works. <laughs> so we see how one event goes and it leads from the ranger destruction causes Carter to lose focus and push the red mobile armor vehicle to unstable levels in his distraction and repeated events. But as he starts changing things subtly here and there, this changes how the rangers fight i.e. like Dana fine over the railing. Why? Because maybe worried for uh, for Carter's weird behavior caused them to lose focus. So to the jacket. Now, the jacket was left there in desperation of Carter to reach his friends. The reason there would be two was because at that moment, time was looking to repeat itself, meaning he leaves there again as he did before, in a rush to save his friends. However, this would change Carter. Uh, this would change. Carter knew the event and rushed against time to stop it. This would make it that changes events. And if he kept the second jacket and changes events as he did, we wouldn't see that jacket disappear because the timeline was altered and changed. Ah, much like how Marty burning the Sparks oh, Almanac showed the gravestone of his father disappearing because he is no longer dead from Biff's cheating with that, With that, he just won Mike. He just won Mike with that once. It doesn't matter what else is in the email. With that one sentence, he just won Mike on anything else he says. Since Power Rangers doesn't show us this, does some does cause some confusion, but taking, taking in how time travel and time loops work in other tv shows and movies 
it does make sense on some level. So I hope this hope I hope this helps change your view on the episode, clear up the plot hole enough that the episode gets some redemption. Anywho, I seriously enjoyed the podcast and the day whenever it happens, you two review in space. You better be ready. In space is my home, and it's one I'll go toe to toe with anyone. Winky face. Stay safe. Space. Save awesome. In space. And stay more phenomenal. Uh, Andrews fifty, aka Matthew Kano. All right. Thank you so much oh. for sending that email. Uh, that was okay. pretty great, actually. <laughs> it was really great. I'm not going to lie to you. My small brain, a lot of it went over it. You seemed very impassioned. You seemed like you did your research. I'm going to believe you. Also, guys, was I really that upset about them forgetting the jacket? And I have to assume it, it was a production error. Was I really upset about that? I don't remember. You, you get upset about a lot of things, so probably. Yeah, probably. I was probably upset. I was probably upset about that. It, it it doesn't sound like that big of a deal, um, but I probably thought it was funny and 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 pushed the issue. Uh, I do really quickly want to hit the in space thing that you mentioned. I, Mike and I are very, very excited to do in space eventually. Uh, one of the rules that we have set for ourselves, and we we constantly throw out rules that we set for ourselves, but this is one that we are we are holding fast to, is that the Zordon era will be done in order because it does have a chronology to it and it does it, it does have a continuity that that flows kind of and works so um you're gonna wait a while on on, on in space because that means we have to watch three seasons of mighty morphin and let me mm -hmm. tell you i don't particularly want to watch one season of mighty morphin so watching all three of them it, it, it's gonna take some time, uh, but but we are excited to eventually do do in space. I think that is uh, that's like the end game. Hey, uh, I, like... <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Neil. I heavily recommend. I, I was just say I heavily recommend watching like Zhu Ranger, Die Ranger, and Kaku Ranger while watching Mighty Morphin, just because it's a lot more fun when you yeah. know why they were doing certain things. Well, especially like um, I guess it's off topic, but you know, like uh, in in Jude Ranger, um, the Green Ranger in that Barai, like he's on a limited time. Like yeah, yeah. It, he has this room he stays, and every time he leaves, a bit of his life goes away. So in Jude Ranger, that's why he doesn't appear until the very end of an episode usually. So okay. in Power Rangers, they had to they had to keep making up reasons why Tommy's not there. Yeah, and like they, it, some of them are just so elaborate. Like, oh no, he was riding his bike and he <laughs> fell in a hole. And his communication device fell in a tree. <laughs> and then, and then you get the writer who clearly didn't give a shit and was just like, um, he's attacked by putties and tied up. There, done. <laughs> oh god. Uh, that that so, would yeah, that I, would definitely be an ongoing bit of where's Tommy? <laughs> where's Tommy? That was a good email, by the way, and. I, I, I am kind of a stickler when it comes to time travel and time loops, so that kind of threw me off in that episode. That was a great explanation overall. I do understand that. Um, it's Power Rangers. They don't, they're not going to explain like most other shows and movies, so I, I give them a little bit of lenient edge just to say, yeah, that's a kind of an error, but you know what? It's, it is what it is. Did they oh, ever yeah. explain how the little flying plane thing traveled back in time? Did they ever actually of give an Of course idea? not. No. Of course they didn't. Of course didn't. they didn't. Of course they didn't. <laughs> course they didn't. <laughs> and you know Where what? I don't think anybody in that room 
was like, should we explain this? I think it's pretty well known. I think if anybody was like, hey, do we need to explain this? They would have gotten laughed at. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think I vaguely remember like he went through some kind of anomaly, like a, a, a hole, like a wormhole somehow. I remember that briefly in the episode, but that's just about it. Beyond that, they never Carter never tells anybody about it briefly. Just like it's its own little experience. It's like boom, I tried well, time traveled. Did they ever? Explain you, I mean, you think it. you think they'd be more on that? Like as soon as Carter's like, I was able to travel through time. They're like, shit, man, that's awesome. We need to figure out how to control that. We could totally kick the demon's ass if we could time travel. <laughs> Yeah, higher priority. You're for that telling one. me, you're telling me we could build a time machine so that I wouldn't have my son raised. Humans? Why? Why are we not doing this? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, if you want to email us, a reminder: you can email us at goingtothegrid at gmail.com. Be like Andros. Be like uh, Neil Zabub here. Send those emails in so we can read them off before we get into the actual discussion of the episodes. So yeah. Tell Mike and I how we're wrong. Yes. Listen back. We'll, t- we'll kind of remember what we did in the past and we'll kind of stay we'll current. Try our hardest. We'll try our hardest to remember what you're talking about. We promise. Yes. Yeah, so on this second episode, which we're covering the third episode of SPD, since we, the first one was a two parter. Uh, this is the third episode of SPD called confronted uh, re- originally aired on, February 12th, 2005. We are past that date, folks. That was uh, last weekend, uh, according to this recording. So, uh, anniversary. There we go. Shada bing, shada boom. Um, it is written by Jackie Marchand. We talked about her so many times. This is our first episode in the series. So, Jackie's writing is always good. Uh, yeah. We love that. And, and we did talk about the director. He co-directed the previous episode, Greg Arnowitz. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he did that last episode. So Sean covered it last time, and yeah. So I'll I'll ask around, uh, Sean. What do you remember from Confronted? I know at some point, at some point, the A Squad Rangers disappear. Uh, that might be this episode. I don't. I don't know. I, will, I don't. I, I don't t- know, guys. <laughs> I will. I will tell you. You. I think you're thinking too far ahead. Too far. Oh, already. Oh man, I have no idea. I have no idea what this next episode is about. Okay, Tyler, what do you remember from this episode? This is the episode I think it is. I think there might be some sort of abuse of power. I oh, think no. that sounds that sounds yes. really bad. Yes, Tyler. It it kind of continued from the last episode, if you remember. Um, mm-hmm. So, yep, he's got that right. Um, actually, I should ask this beforehand, Neil. What's your relationship with SPD? Um. I haven't really. I didn't have an, a relationship with SBD as a kid, so I guess I'll I'll talk a little bit about my relationship with the show first. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I grew up on the original Mighty Morphin, and I loved mm-hmm. it as a kid. Um, I have three older brothers who were um, this. So a lot of their stuff was the '80s uh, Transformers, GI Joe, and that stuff. So I had a lot of those mm-hmm. toys growing up. Um, but the Power Ranger toys were like the, some of the few that were bought specifically for me. So I, I think. I have a fondness for Power Rangers because it was one of my um, earliest memories of establishing an identity of my own outside of my brothers. Um, 
But yeah, no, uh, actually, it was weird because like for whatever reason or whatnot, I wasn't able to watch season three. I watched the movie in theaters, but I wasn't able to watch season three. So I was really confused when Zio started. I was like, how oh, are oh, these no. people? Oh, yeah. no. But I, but I got quickly over it. But um, Turbo was the last season I watched as a kid, um, which, yeah, I understand the irony of uh, clunking out before in space, but... Um, <laughs> oh, Andrew's going to hear this and be like, whoa, dude, really? This is going to yeah, no, tur- a fight in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, of course, when I was uh, in college, that was when I learned more information about Super Sentai and its relationship mm-hmm. to Power Rangers, so I went and found... Um, at the time, they didn't have a lot of uh, subtitled uh, episodes, so it was, it was difficult to find Zhu Ranger and some other things, but I did manage to find some, so I got into it. Um, and then I watched uh, Gokaiger, which was the anniversary Sentai, and before Gokaiger, I was only interested in like those, for, those five Sentai that were adapted into the Zordon era. Um, and then after Gokaiger, I got more interested in the broad Super Sentai, and uh, one of the tribute episodes I had was for Deco Ranger, so I watched mm-hmm. some Deco Ranger. And uh, while I was watching Deco Ranger, that's when I started watching um, SPD to kind of see and compare and see how it was adapted. So that's my relationship with um, SPD. Is um, I, I do have a fond a fondness for it because Deco Ranger um, was one of the first Sentai I, I got into that I really liked, and um, SPD was one of the the first seasons of Power Rangers I kind of looked at uh, more specifically as an adult. All right, fantastic. Uh, so without further ado, let's uh, watch this episode. Uh, just a reminder for you folks out there, we are watching through Amazon. Sean bought the season. We're watching it together. So the news, I should bring this up right now. So I'll bring this up right now. The news we've got about streaming Power Rangers is that they're uploading Power Rangers the old seasons to YouTube. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> So they're going to well, upload uh, uh, Dino old Charge. Seasons. Old in, in quotation marks. Old. Who wants to watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers reversioned, guys? Yeah. Oh, aren't Ooh, you so does, excited? Has anyone, God, has anyone actually watched that? Has anyone? I, I don't believe anyone has ever fully watched reversion. Anyone who says they are is lying. Like that, I is, watched, that would be false statement. I watched the Ugh. first episode, went, this is awful, and never touched it again. <laughs> I don't I didn't even finish. I didn't finish an episode. Like I got to the point where like I think maybe like uh they were calling the dinosaurs or whatever and like the name card shows up and I was like, no. No, I'm good. No. What is the reversion? <laughs> oh no, Tyler, not Tyler now. doesn't know. Not now, Tyler. Oh my oh. goodness. So you know how Disney yeah, Disney canceled Power Rangers after RPM, but they still had the license for a bit. Like, it wasn't, Saban did not immediately buy it back. So there was a year where Disney's like, what do we do with Power Rangers? And like, let's make Mighty Morphin toys. And with those Mighty Morphin toys, they released a reversioned uh, version of the first uh, season of Mighty Morphin. And at first, everyone was all excited. It was like, oh, are we getting like an HD remake? Oh, that's awesome. But no, it's just, it. It's like the special edition Star Wars films. It's just a bunch yeah. of shit but added so in that worse. didn't need to be there. But <laughs> so much worse. It's so much worse than the special editions of the Star Wars movies. Somehow, Some, so, don't they do like pow, like 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 it's the '60s Batman cartoon or not cartoon but show? 
Like I don't remember. It's yeah, they, it's bad, can, Tyler. Don't they, worry about they, it. Don't they, worry they, your head about it. It's like colored differently. They they put like title cards over it. They're just like bam, pow, and they show like name cards and they're just like fancy with it. It was like, uh, really? <laughs> so that's available to watch on YouTube right now on the on the Power Rangers official YouTube channel, and also they're uploading the uh, Dino Charge season one and two on Power Rangers Kids YouTube channel, which I didn't know there was a kids account. Yeah, which, why uh, is there a kids version? It's a it's a kids show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. I, the demographics for kids apparently. I didn't realize that, but um... <laughs> wait, hang on. This no, is a kids show. Wait, I was waiting for it to get rated R. <laughs> when when's the Snyder cut of Power Rangers? Power Rangers. Yeah, the, the true the true version. Yeah, the true version. Um, and also, the newer seasons would be on Netflix, like Beef Morphers, and of course the upcoming Dino Fury. So, uh, but for now, if you want to follow along, make a purchase to Amazon if you want to go get the DVDs from Shell Factory, which are very cheap uh, right now. Yeah, so. speaking of the DVDs from Shell Factory, I actually I got the Ninja Storm DVDs. Yeah, uh, and I have them right here with me because I was like, man, I love Ninja Storm, <laughs> and it's gone now. <laughs> oh, I, I I got the Ninja Storm. Uh, watch that so yeah good shop factory support them yes get get those uh seasons from that not just for yeah not just for uh power rangers but super sentai as well they did the yes it's actually it's actually easier to legally stream sentai right now with english subtitles than it is power rangers and i I did not think I would ever live in that timeline. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. So yes, uh, that's how you could follow us if you want to watch along with us. But within that, it's time to say our famous phrase and go into the title sequence of this episode. Okay, okay. I'll try to sync it up with you guys. All right, all right. We're, we're, we're ready? I'll, okay. It's time to go into, into the, the grid. And that was confronted. Let's go with Sean first. What did you think of this episode? Quick thoughts. I I thought it was a great episode. I really enjoyed all of it. Uh, I I really enjoyed. We got an introduction to a new villain character. I really enjoy the villain dynamic. I really enjoy all the ranger dynamics. Bridge continues to just hit over and over and over again with all of his jokes. Um. I think you know the pink. Um, the pink is pink. Pink is definitely the stereotypical pink ranger. I'm I'm ready uh-huh. for some more. Uh, maybe make her character a little more or a little more complex than than what she seems so far. But everybody else, I really I really enjoy the kind of butting heads between Sky and um and Jack. So yeah, pretty much I. I loved it. All right, Tyler, what'd you think of this episode? Quick thoughts. Uh, I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, Jack learned uh, a pretty valuable lesson, and uh, Sky continues to be jealous. Of course. And All right, but also, hang on a second. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Trust Please. me, this is not going to become the Defending Sky podcast, because he's a douche. But also, Jack was... A hundred percent in the wrong here. That was not just a 
Was Sky he? is jealous. Was he? Okay. All right. Neo, what do you think of the episode? Yeah. Quick thoughts. <clears throat> what you think of this episode? Um, I liked it overall. I mean, like, while we were watching it, of course, like, it's the question of, um, like, the sanity of Kruger of making someone like Jack the Red Ranger <laughs> in the first place. But at the same time, like, I don't. I can't really hold too much because I I do like the fact that Jack is different from a lot of the Red Rangers we've mm -hmm. seen, especially if you compare him to because you guys just finished Lightspeed Rescue uh, yeah. and like like Carter. I know you really love Carter, but like Carter's really boring in comparison to Jack because like Carter's whole thing yeah. is, oh Carter, you're too awesome. He's yeah. not being quite so awesome. Whereas like so. It, it does feel I like that Jack at least has somewhere with his character to go that like in, like you know in this episode he's he's a slacker but you know once he sees the the detrimental effect of his team not having an effective leader he tries to step up a lot more it looks like they're going to try to act, actually have a character arc with Jack which is something that is not attempted very often with the red ranger <laughs> mhm mm Especially not in either yeah. of the shows that we watched. Connor didn't have much of an arc either, I would say. Yeah, no, oh, just wait till we get to Leo, dude. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we'll get the Lost Galaxy. I promise you, people. We'll get the Lost Galaxy. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, this is why you're this is why you're the Blue Ranger in the Discord, Tyler. You keep antagonizing Sean. <laughs> I just try to bring up Leo as much as I can. <laughs> oh, okay, God. let's get into the recap. I am thankful that Ranger Wiki is on our side with our plot synopsis, so I will read directly from Ranger no Wiki. Beef? No beef with Ranger Wiki this week. No, no beef. Of course, of course, the week I show up is the week you guys yeah. don't have. <laughs> we can no, no. we can make up some beef if you'd like, Neil. That's um, uh, uh, fine. That's fine. <laughs> I uh, so here's what. Okay, I will give you a minor beef with Ranger Wiki right now. Minor. Okay. Oh, okay. On the previous episode, I was able to see the comparison page between episode one and episode one and two of Decker Ranger and. SPD. This time they don't give you a comparison page for episode two for this episode. So I'm like, ah, oh, now I can't do my comparisons for uh, compare and contrast. So I do it on my own, damn it, Ranger Wiki. Yeah, making uh, this work. I'm going to overreact too. Yeah. Uh, those guys. How dare overreact. Wiki for having your shit together mostly. How dare this How dare this Wiki not do all of the work for our podcast for exactly. us? It's really just an affront to nature. I will. I will admit, uh, uh, Andrews in the Discord has made some excellent memes uh, about our podcast, which is oh uh, my god, they're so good. Join the Discord just for his memes. I really yes, enjoy them. If you want to see podcast memes, go to the Discord and see what he's made in discussion. So it's amazing. I just want to mention that right now. Yeah. They're mostly uh, okay. about Sean. If you want to see memes that make fun of Sean, go to Discord. Yeah, that's why I love them so much. <laughs> just join any Discord, honestly. Okay. Well, you know what, Tyler. You're uninvited. <laughs> okay, the plot. The recap. Here we go. Uh, B-Squad is on stakeout to stop some alien car thieves. Uh, Jack and Sky get into argument when Sky reveals that Jack is a leader of B-Squad. That whole sequence alone was pretty cool. Oh, uh, I love I, that. I, I love I, that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Who's, who's the squad leader? Who's the squad leader? <laughs> Not only that, I got it. My boy Bridge, okay? My boy Bridge out here doing 
most of the work. Like, like Z and um, Sid. Sid, thank you. Sid. Z and Sid, they they got that one person. It, it good job. It took the two of you. Bridge, yeah. <laughs> Bridge took that guy by himself. Bridge was like my 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 commander and my second in command. They're not they're not doing their. I got to take this guy by myself. And what did he do? He did it by himself. That is why Bridge is the MVP of the episode. Oh oh, you really? Are you still bitter about Mike not having Bridge higher on the Green Ranger rankings? It's really weird, dude, that you didn't have him him higher. It's kind of strange. I'm not going to lie. Maybe, maybe after we watch the show, maybe Bridge will go higher on the list. Is this going to be like a thing? Is this going to be like a thing you guys do every episode where (laughs) Sean tries to justify why Bridge should be higher on Mike's list? This is a thing he's gonna do now. 100%. Yeah, the it, what I noticed too, like in Decker Ranger, they had this this funky like seventies like cop music in the background as well. Oh god, that's hot. Well, well, I, I mean, I brought it up in my um, video about uh, where I was comparing the doggies, but uh, what I would say is that <clears throat> sorry about that. What I would say is that Decker Ranger is very much like a cop show first with science fiction elements. Yeah. I didn't whereas mention that last SPD, episode. Yeah, whereas SPD is very much a science fiction show with some yep. cop elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was going to bring this up later, but I guess I'll bring it up now. Like, what I what I really like about SPD is that it takes a lot of elements from Decker Ranger, but whereas, like, Power Ranger... <clears throat> oh, I don't know what's in my voice today. <laughs> whereas Power Ranger... Whereas Power Rangers Samurai gets a lot of flack for being too close to Shinkanger, like to the point where a lot of its plot was just like copied and pasted. Like SPD feels a lot more unique, even though in some mm-hmm. cases they do the same thing. Like they do take episode plots or character arcs directly from Decker Ranger, but they change it enough that yeah. it feels original. And uh, like even with the characters, so like um, I'm, I'm I don't know maybe Mike brought this up, but like yeah, in Decker Ranger, there's only one character with powers, and that's Jasmine. Uh, I did she's not mention Esther. that. I did not mention yeah, that so, yet. Okay, well yeah, and because uh, that's that was something unique to the Disney seasons is that they all have civilian powers. So no in, in Decker Ranger, of course. Yeah. Well, I am a time traveler. Well, my cousin from Canada sent me an email with the script. <laughs> Some people will get that reference. A bunch of people will be confused. Um, <laughs> at any rate, D- Disney was very much the uh, the civilian powers. Uh, but yeah, for Decker Ranger, they they didn't have that. But they did have Jasmine, who was Decker Yellow, and she was an yeah. Esper. She she could read thoughts by touching people, essentially. And that's the thing. Like every character in Decker Ranger is like an example of like a cop show stock character. So you've mm-hmm. got. Bon and Hoji, which are like uh, red and blue, are like the buddy cops. Where like mm-hmm. Bon, the red is con- he constantly wants Blue to be his best friend, but Blue's like, "You're not my partner." No. Mm-hmm. So that's like the dynamic between the two of them. Yep. And then green, green is basically Columbo. Like Sen and Bridge are actually not that different in terms of they're both eccentric. It's just that like Sen's a little bit more reserved, whereas Bridge talks a lot. Yep. Um, and then Jasmine, Decca Yellow, she's you know she's the Esper. And then Ume, uh, she's the psychic detective, basically. And then Umeko is pink. I mean, unfortunately, that's yeah, I don't really very much say. pink, very much pink yeah. character. Yes, totally. They match yeah. so so well, and it's like, oh wow, that didn't change much from show to show. But yeah, 
that's, but that's yeah, cool. that's, that's yeah. Um, like so, in, in addition, like with Decker Ranger, they have the narrator kind of similar to like old cop shows. Like every time someone does, like it gets a little annoying, but it is kind of music because like every time Jasmine uses her Esper powers, the narrator's like, Jasmine is an Esper when she touches them. Like I know narrator, yeah. you told me that last episode. That's right. I remember that. That's so funny. Um, um, I guess one. Well, I I won't go too in detail, but I guess I'll bring up the other points. You know the character Broodwing um, in Decker Ranger. He's um, Agent Abare. I think that's his name. I might be mispronouncing a bit, but uh, he is the actual main villain of Decker Ranger. Um, Emperor oh. Grum is, of course, an original villain. Mora yeah. is kind of in Decker Ranger. She's kind of there. Um, I, I I can't really explain it without uh, without giving spoilers for SBD, but. Uh, uh, Mora does have a, a bit of a Sentai counterpart to an extent, but um, yeah, Gr Grum is uh, made for the American. But yeah, uh, and that's part of what makes the difference between Decker Ranger and SPD is SPD is like, oh no, we have bad guy man that we have to fight. Everyone get together to fight bad guy man. But uh, in Decker Ranger, Agent Abra is just a weapons dealer. Like the reason he gets pissed off at the Decker Rangers is that like, you know, these villains, these aliens come to Earth so yeah, there, there is no person who makes monsters. Like all of the villains are criminals. Oh, okay. They're all space criminals. So they come to Earth, and Agent Opera is like, "I'll give you this gear, which you can use to evade the cops." And then the yep. cops catch them and make him look bad. So that's why um, Aubrey becomes uh, the nemesis to the Earth Branch Decker Rangers. That's actually really interesting. That's really yeah. I I really like that. Yeah, he um, actually he actually does not. He actually. At the end of the second episode in, in Decorator, he, he kind of peeks out, so he's revealed in the, the end of the episode. So I, yeah. we don't get, I don't, get, we'll find out what he does in, in Decorator as we move forward. But he's Broodwing is like pops up right away in the first episode. It's just like boom, just yeah. like that. They just took that costume and just made him boom, just like that. Yeah. But yeah, Sean, you you remember the because uh, I heard you talk about it on an earlier podcast. But uh, you mentioned you remembered where the base got invaded. Yeah. In Decker Ranger, that is the actual finale. That is the okay. that is how Decker Ranger ends with that. So, but it, of course, for Power Rangers SPD, they add on to that because Grum is the main villain, so they yeah. have to do something involving Grum. Okay. Um, I will say that uh, I like Grum's design a lot. Like, he looks uh, so cool. Yep. Well, it, it's got a bit of a gut, but that's okay. A little bit, a little bit of a gut. This <laughs> is dad hog. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it adds to his um to his bad dad dynamic with Mora, which was one of the best parts of the episode. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten there. I, I got ahead of my speaking mind, of. <laughs> I was, that was that was going to be a great segue because I was going to speak about Grum here for a second here. So speaking of Grum, he sends his troops to the Helix Nebula to lure the A Squad into a trap. So Sean, yes, you were technically right. The A Squad does leave off the planet. So they do leave. So you're right when you said I that love, earlier. I love how begrudgingly you admit that. Yeah, Sean, you were right. <laughs> I, did, I said yeah. that as we were watching, and I was like, shit, you're right. I, That's how it works. <laughs> um, a, a squad races off to deal with Grum's forces in the nebula. Kruger explains to the Rangers what they're up to against. What they're up to against. And they're like, wait, you know this guy? Yeah, I've dealt with them before. Foreshadowing. <laughs> we have a past. We have a past. But yeah, Jack comes in. He just walks in, just in his pajamas, like <gasps> so, good. so yeah. funny. I was like, really, Jack? You just kind of just 
fucking walk in as this, this panic goes around in the freaking base and just like, mm, what's the alarms for? Uh, That's what I call a good leader. <laughs> but oh then, uh, a, good, a good leader knows how to take it slow. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, 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 what yeah. A... See, he, he wasn't panicked during the alarm, so he's got to keep his cool. <laughs> so, um, Boom informs Jack that the Red Ranger gets to tell the other Rangers what to do. And so that's what he oh, does no. exactly. Jack tells off what the Rangers to do. Um, there's a scene where Sid goes into her room. He's like, is this my room? This, this is my room? And they walk in. She walks in and sees that Z has become her bunkmate, basically. Took yeah. the one side of the room, turned it yellow, and she's got like, this punk, grungy kind of look to her. And she's got that. And it's just crazy. And Sid's like, yeah. She's listening to Kira's. Listening to Kira's yeah. music. I feel like I feel like Bro. probably. I think that would be that. That would make sense, actually. I think, yeah. I think it, it does get slightly brought up. I think in one of the crossovers because there's two crossovers with Dino Thunder. We'll I'm get so excited. <laughs> excited. But then, uh, as soon as they're like squabbling over, over the room rules, because Sid's like the big blue dog told us there, there's no room for you anymore. We're sharing it now. <laughs> The big blue dog. I love Z. Uh, Z. I love Z. Uh, Jack shows up and it's like, you better clean up your room right away. And he just reads off a rule from a rule book and just like, you got to com- listen to all the Red Ranger commands. And it's like, dude. What a terrible rule. What a, what in what a just, what yeah. a, asking for bad things to happen. All Rangers must, must comply to the Red Rangers orders unquestioned. That is a terrible, terrible rule. Whoever wrote that rule should be fired, and if they're not, if they're dead, if it's like was written a long time ago, the corpse should be dug up and shot into the vacuum of space, because that is just such an awful, awful idea. Yep, and that's where that starts. Then we get to uh, Grum being bothered by Mora. Uh, who demands to leave his chambers at once. And this is the dynamic that Neil was talking about with Grum and Mora. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. The di- I, I, I did not remember this. The dynamic, he's like a dad. He's like a dad that's trying to work, and this kid won't leave him alone. And she's so good, too. She's such an annoying little shit. Like, like uh, he's, she's like, well, why, why are we doing this? Because I, but why, but why, but why? I'm like, oh God, you're so annoying, but like, you're so good at this. Uh, I yeah. love it. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, um, it was uh, one of the best parts of the episode. Go to your yeah. room. This is my room. Go, go to, to my room. room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did peek at uh, Mora's. Uh, page and I, I'm spoiled, so I know what happens now. So I'm not spoiling it for you guys if you don't remember. Okay. So there's I mean, a lot. I remember, but we gotta care about Sean's feelings. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I don't want to. Yeah. Spoil anything for Sean if he doesn't remember. So uh, <laughs> care about my feelings, guys, please. Um, but we didn't talk no about. But we didn't. We didn't talk about Mora, the ten-year-old, because uh, she didn't really appear in the first episode as much. So uh, here's the chance to talk about. The actress who is who plays a ten year old, uh, Olivia James Baird, she plays the role. Uh, 
She's from New Zealand, and what I've noticed is that she's a gymnast. Okay. She's trained. She's, this, is, this is like it, by the way. I went to her IMDb. She was in a couple episodes of a show called Orange Ruffies um, the yep. year after SPD, but outside of that, this is all she's done. No, in acting. Yeah, in acting, yeah, but she's a he's she's a rhythmic gymnast in New Zealand. So uh okay. yeah, she trained, she achieved uh, the New Zealand uh, national championship in her age grade in the years 2005-2006 the same time the show was. Uh her intentions at the time is to compete in the World Rhythmic Gymnastics Junior Championships, training oh, wow. for this I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume that's already passed for her. Um I'm gonna <laughs> train for this activity to include the that of ballet and dance. A passive where she changed her outlook, expensive gymnastics, international achievements, winner of the com- uh, contemporary dance for her age at the Sydney McDonald's. What McDonald's El Food, uh, 2010 and, and t- 2011, a silver and contemporary with commendations and all the other events entered. Still in her mid teens, she continues to attend many auditions, searching for more roles. While remaining an accomplished voiceover artist, uh, what? Uh, you need a citation, Ranger Wiki. That there's no voiceover artist kind yeah, of. Also, was this was this Ranger Wiki article written like fifteen <laughs> years ago? Yeah, she's still in her mid-teens. She continues to attend many auditions. She... She's four years older than me, and I'm twenty-one. <laughs> she's not in her. She's not in her mid-teens anymore, Beef. Ranger Wiki. What are you guys Beef. doing? What are you guys doing? Update your articles. When was the last time this was updated? Update your articles, Ranger Wiki. God, okay. At least I wanted to give her a shout out, okay? Because she does a great job yeah, yeah. in in the show, in this episode especially. Um, so I just want to give that a shout out. Yeah, Ranger Wiki uh, just fucking blows, apparently. Yep, more beef. Uh, okay, so then we cut to Jack taking uh, takes advantage of his newfound leadership and chooses to relax while reading some comic books. Uh, it doesn't take Commander Kruger long to figure out what's going on. And that whole scene alone was like, he's just reading comic books. Kruger just walks in, just like, you know, there's a train exercise going on. It's like, yeah. The I... body <laughs> language that Kruger, the whoever the suit actor is for Kruger does such a good job. When the person runs in with like his his laundry, Kruger slowly looks down at it and then slowly looks back up at Jack. <laughs> and just the whoever who whoever the actual suit actor for Kruger is does a really good job. I think someone commented on my uh, on my doggy Kruger video. I think he said that it was the the same as the voice actor. I think okay. uh, John Tui. Yeah, yeah, John Tui. Yeah. 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 So, I yeah. Apparently, at conventions, he talked a bit about what it was like being in the suit and uh, mm. like walking around that. So, nice. uh, at least, yeah, that's what I've heard. At least is that it's the same guy. Yeah, it's credited as that, so I assume that's the same. I mean, otherwise, I'd give you credit for the person inside the suit. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, so oh, it he's is so good. him. Yeah, he's so good. He's a good actor. So, kudos to him. But yeah, the laundry comes in, and then of course. He gets like a lunch, and this girl comes in. It's like you gotta teach me those uh, defense uh, techniques, right? Afterwards, I and it's definitely like, did close not quarter, pick up. Yeah, close yeah. quarters defensive techniques. Yeah, like, we all know what that means. I definitely <laughs> did not pick no up on dude. that. I did not pick up on that as a kid. <laughs> no. 
Oh, Jack. You stud muffin. <laughs> what a chad. <laughs> somebody clip that. Please. Please, somebody clip. Clip Mike calling Jack a stud muffin. Please. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Grum enlists the assistance of Broodwing. Broodwing just is in Mora's room. Just pops out of nowhere. <laughs> Broodwing, that's rude of you. What are you doing in my room? <laughs> and uh, Broodwing is cool. Me. I think he's also got really good um, body language, body you know, body acting. Yeah, I love that his suit has a tie. I mean, that's that yeah. comes a bit from that. There's something about that, like the cape and the tie. Yep. Um, they to enlist uh, his assistant to expand his army, which um, that scene like we uh, teased earlier was like. Get out of the room. This is my room. <laughs> they go to my room. <laughs> just like... and then but you told off... me never to go in your room. <laughs> go anyway. Go anyway. And then uh, Broodring offering to leave her off in an abandoned asteroid. Just like, no, <laughs> I need her for my own deeds. Uh, God, it's so good. Meanwhile, while the other rangers are sent through a difficult obstacle course uh jack joy is his free time so yeah that scene where they're just coming out of the mud trench and you know there's lasers instead of like ropes it was kind of interesting seeing that in 2025 yeah. you know they had to duck out of lasers like what if you just stood up like ah, fuck, ah shit i'm gonna but burn myself they have they have wired headphones they spend like too wired. much they spent too no. much money making the base into a giant robot, so they <laughs> ran out of money for nuts. I mean, some some things like that. So yeah, they're just talking about this and that with, you know, being mad at Jack for not doing his things and Sky being doing like, man, I just wish you were to the Red Ranger. Uh, well, I, I, I actually didn't really... I, I liked what Zach said in Zach Wow Sky. Dude, I I'm sorry I lost it for a second. What Sky said in that scene. Cause I, I really liked he was kind of like, look, I, I don't think you're doing a good job, but Kruger picked you. Like yeah. I know that late I know I because I, I remember that he definitely does has some jealousy issues. But I like that in that moment, he's kind of like, look. Uh, I can mope, but like at the end of the day, you're it. Got to shape up because you're it. And I, I actually really liked that scene. Yeah, and like I said in the previous episode, the dynamic between blue and red is definitely a transfer from Decker Ranger for sure. So that's definitely mm-hmm. noticeable in that way. Um, here's something I did not bring up as we're watching it, but I'll bring it up here, and so you guys can go back and look for it in the background of that scene. You see a alien with the head of the gatekeeper from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers of the movie, and a Aquitanian uh, in the training areas as instructors. Oh, huh. nice! And I, I did That's notice cool. it. I did notice that I was looking for it actually. And he's, there's like this alien with like the gatekeeper head, and it's like just. And then the Aquitanian head was there too. I saw the brain like head, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." They did do it in the other episode too. They just show the Aquitan in a scene in the background. So they're just they're building they're building a world here, and I'm like, okay, 
sure, the Aquitans are in 2025. They're doing their thing. And I guess the gatekeeper from Money More Partners <laughs> of the movie, like, I guess that must be like a distant relative of those gatekeepers or something. It's weird how they kept that head around for that. Um, oh. Yeah, so look out for that if you want to watch the episode. Um, da, 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 da. Here we go. So Mora draws a monster and uses her power to bring it to light. This is how the monsters are kind of being thrusted upon us in SPD, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, she can draw, and the monsters come to life. Boom. There it is. It's cool. I like it. All Pictomancy. <laughs> um, so, in this episode, the monster's name is Praxis. Praxis um, so this monster in particular, I'm just, I'm just going to pop this in because I'm not doing the segment of, uh, comparing contrast. I'm just going to say this right now. Okay. He is in the, he's in the second episode of Decker Ranger. Uh, he's the main, well, he's in the, he's, he's in the first and the second episode of Decker Ranger and he's yeah. the monster form. And so it, what's cool about SPD, there's a whole different story. Like, I'm not going to explain the whole story because... SPD and Decorator have two different stories going on, and oh. I don't want to explain story. I'm just going to explain the differences between the characters and monsters and all that stuff. So, Praxis, uh, which I believe in uh, Decorator, he has a human form, too. He can disguise himself as a human, and yeah, there's a um, seat. Uh, yeah, the, that's, a, that's a thing with Decorators, the alienizers, the ones that live among humanity all have a... like. It's it's very common to have a device or a way to have a human form because like the SPD or the government or whatever helps it. it it's implied that they help aliens integrate into human like society. men in black. Yeah, which yeah, which I mentioned last time, which was like men in black. Yeah, we yeah. They have human disguises. So yeah, he's just like he's looking for this device and he disguises as a human. They. He's, he's, sh he's like, there's a sequence where he's dead, and he, he, they go into the building. And you, they assume he's dead, but no, he's not dead. And he's he's getting the device, and the device that uh, he gets is that the remote that you see uh, the monster using for the yeah the thing. yeah so yeah because yeah, uh, the yeah his whole thing I forget exactly what his plan is, but like he's a thief. He's planning to drill down into something and steal yeah. maybe like so important. That's what I wanted. To, that's what I wanted to explain because. Uh, Tyler oh, has got a drill thing. <laughs> yeah, Tyler was explaining like, why is it kind of like a big fan thing? And it's like, <laughs> did you say fan? I didn't even hear that. He's like, yeah, he, he, fan. yeah he's, he's, like, he's got a big fan. I, and I looked it up and I was like, yes, I remember. <laughs> Look at it. It looks like a fan. It looks like it a is. drill. What do you mean it, a it, fan? Because it does not Sean, like a drill. Sean. Sean. It does like Sean. Sean, it's called a fan crusher in the Decker Ranger. I don't care what it's called. It's a fan. <laughs> Anyways, the point is that in Decker Ranger, he's digging for space <laughs> diamonds. Why would you ever look at something like that and be like, it's a giant fan? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's a fan. What, what, is, the, what is the practical use of a giant fan machine? <laughs> I, I don't know what fucking Power Rangers. 
<laughs> wow, that tickled Sean so damn much. I Holy can't. Shit. I totally missed him saying. That. <laughs> here, here, I'll put this in the in it's the disc. It's just the idea of looking at like watching something and being like, "Man, what's he gonna do with that giant fan?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what it is. It's a fan. You see the thing in the middle? Those are, yeah, it's like, those are fan blades. That is yeah, not a but, drill. But clearly it's not like a fan fan. It's it's gonna drill. Like it's he's not gonna fucking clearly things down. Clearly, that thing yes. he did in the show clearly drill. It's a drill, dude. It's yeah, a drill. Yeah, so it's 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 a bent, it's like it's suggested to be drill. It's it's a mining machine, okay? The purpose was to to make space jewels, you know, to you know, so that's why he had the thing. And mind you, in the decor in Decker Ranger, the pieces were scattered across the city. So there's like one piece there, one piece there, and they were just like investigating, like, where are these pieces come from? What's what is this thing? And the remote was like hidden within the guy, and they're like, Oh no. Um but I w what I will say is that in episode two, which is this is what they kind of took from for this episode, is that as Neil said, Jasmine, the Yellow Ranger, he she's an ESPer, so there's a, a interrogation scene going on with the guy, and once the guy put his hand on the table, she could put her hand down and read his mind, and that was like so cool to see that, like she can. Like not even touching the guy, he can like if you put a hand on the table and he, she can put her hand down and read your mind just like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Side um, trivia: the actress who played Jasmine uh, shows up in a lot of uh, different things, some Sentai, and she was actually in an episode of *Common Rider Double* that you two. Uh, yes, she was the Triceratops dopant, I think. Right? Yep. Yes. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. Yep. I remember that now. It's all coming together. Crossover. No, but yeah, Jasmine wears like a glove on her hand like she's got like a black glove on and she'd like take it off and it'd be like I'll read your mind and so she's pretty cool like that um that was a big sidetrack I wanted to tell you that because I didn't want to do my segment because I just want to keep it all in one chunk um so Kruger strips Jack of his ranger status after all the other rangers admit he's not qualified to be leader so that sequence was just like well we're gonna put you to Zord status, and Bridges is like, wait, wait, what, what, what? Like Zords? Like real Zords? <gasps> I'm like, oh so, my god. Well, uh, while we're talking about Bridge, I gotta say, like, I can, I do not believe that all of his lines were written in the script. Yeah, like, especially the like the part where yeah. he's like, I like your dreads. Like, I'm like, <laughs> no, that could not, that could not have been written in the script. <laughs> I, I swear, think he, uh, he must be improving. He's so funny. I think we should get like Matt Austin on the podcast. I want to interview him because That'd be he, incredible. <laughs> he's he's fascinating, and I want because that has to be improvised. That has to be. I mean, um, so good. Um, da, 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 da. Praxis, the monster, uses a giant robot provided by Broodwing to attack the city. And so this is where the Super Sentai footage comes in all the way through the episode where it's it's weird what I've noticed is like the previous episode and this episode too, they take the last chunk of the Super Sentai episode and they just put the footage at the end of the episode. Everything else beforehand is like original footage. Um, I mean, isn't footage. that kind of how a lot of Power Rangers is? Mo most of it is. Yeah. Um, most of it is. Like the fighting will be like Sentai footage in previous seasons, but this season they did, they just... They have their own aliens. They don't have, you know. Oh yeah, I guess that's also true. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I mean, 
Yeah, I yeah. guess we're on the subject, like, because I rewatched yeah. um, the first two episodes last week uh, since mm-hmm. this is episode three. And yeah, no, like the fight, the fight choreography is really impressive uh, for SPD. Like, um, especially if you compare it to Mighty Morphin, because Mighty Morphin's fight choreography was like impressive for the time. Yeah. But if you watch it today, it's it's a little bit dated. Like, whereas like you can definitely tell uh, Koichi Sakamoto's, and even though he's he's not a director, you know, he's just an executive producer. You can still tell his influence. So like, everyone does backflips. They yeah they yeah. Fly across. Like, it, it is. It's it's really. I guess genuinely good choreography, even by today's standards, and and that, that is definitely something that come out of watching SPD. Um, is that, yeah, like the fight choreography is it still holds up very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we de- yeah we definitely talked about that last week. I was a little disappointed we didn't get a ton of ton of uh, uh, like hand to hand fighting in this episode, but it was more focused on the Zords, so that's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the big fan. <laughs> can, we, can, we talk, can we talk about pink ranger's like badge like stop in the name of the laws like has that ever worked <laughs> did they have a situation where there's a giant robot rampaging stop oh okay sorry i, I didn't realize this was a no monster zone <laughs> so go now yeah um so they have the ability to summon the Delta Runners, and so Jack is watching his team is being schooled, and yet each one of them come up with their vehicles and they try to attack the the giant robot, giant fan. Despite the fact, despite the fact that Sky is the only one who has a vehicle with weapons, it's the only one who actually can fight. Yeah, and Sky does some serious property damage. He just lights up a city block like with a machine, like like some damage. Yeah. Well, they have power. They have monster insurance. Like anyone who lives yeah. in the Power Rangers universe, they have to have insurance. So it's cutting back and forth between them failing against the monster and then Jack and Kruger just watching them on screen. It's like I need to get back out there, you know. And he confesses the truth of what he's been doing, and he convinces Kruger to give him another chance. So, just like that, um, Delta Runner One is online. And they finally work together and are able to combine the Delta Runners. Um, so with this, for Decker Ranger, it's kind of the same thing where, what I didn't mention last time, which, Neil, you'll listen to the episode when it comes out, but what I didn't mention is that um, the four Rangers, which is blue, green, yellow, and pink, are already an established team, and red comes in a little bit late, so. Yeah. And with he's, with this with this sequence, yeah, he's the hothead of the group. So with this scene, th- he they go out without him to try to fight against this monster, this robot. Doggy just is like, you know, you do your own thing, do your thing. Don't don't let me worry about you. You do your thing. And he's like, all right, let's go for it. Let's, let's combine together. And he just jumps into his his vehicle and goes off. He's like, hey guys, I'm coming. Here, let's just form the the Zord. And that's what Jack is doing here as well. Just like, but yeah. how do they? But how do they know? Like, I mean, like, um, as we but were, uh, yeah. yeah Decker Ranger Bond Bond does not ask permission. <laughs> like, he really is just like, let's go, and like grabs them. So like, when they're, when they're surprised, they're like, what the fuck? What is shit's happening? <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, I guess I didn't mention that we don't see Cat as much. In the show, like we've seen her in the first episode, which is a 
fucking crime against humanity. The love mustard. of my life, cat. Cat. Um, so we see cat here and there, but in Decker Ranger, uh, her counterpart is Swan, and she's like the tech of Decker Rangers. And yeah, she like Neil probably mentioned was like she sets up all the tech and is like, I got uh, it's it's ready, but it's like I'm not sure, and we haven't tested it yet. And they just like fuck it, let's go, and they just do it. So yeah, because <sighs> so, yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, because like um, in counterpoint with like SPD and uh, and Decorator, SPD's whole thing is uh, Jack learning to take his place as a leader, whereas in Decorator, part of it is Bond asserting why he's needed in the group because he's the one who just kind of plunges into things. Because mm-hmm. yeah, Swan's like like it's too dangerous to use the mecha and use the combination. Bond's like they are literally getting destroyed right now. We don't have time to test it. So then that then he just goes in and and does it. But yeah, no, like, uh, whereas, like, with SPD, it's not really clear why Doggy chose Jack to be leader outside of teach Sky a lesson. And Decoranger, it's a much more clear, like, he actually um, signed the papers to get Bond to come over because he feels that Bond's personality is needed uh, in the, to help this team improve. Yes. And so as we were watching it... Uh, they're like, how, how do they form? How do they know how to do the Zormers? Is this like a manual or something? And it's like, yeah, it's true. They don't really know what they're doing. They're just just setting it up and just going with the flow, I guess. So they uh, they set up the uh, the Delta Runners up and they start doing the uh, the whole sequence. And yeah, it's it's all Sentai footage, and you see them fighting against that giant fan. And there's a little bit of CGI, which I think that is from the Sentai, I think. Unless yeah, it, it I think it's from the Sentai. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, Maybe it it's is. from SPD where they added a little bit of CGI in there. Nah, but it's I not bad the for 2005. Yeah. It's not. It's decent CGI. Well, I, I mentioned it a bit when we were watching it because um, I remember Dino Thunder, you guys talked, and I agreed that Trying the CGI in Dino Thunder. Yeah, in Dino Thunder, it, it had its problems. But in this, just from this one episode, like, I think it looks really good in motion. They keep it moving a lot, so you can't you can't really look at it for that long, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's doing, I think a lot of the problem with Dino Thunder was that it was doing, like, like it, the Dino Thunder Zords weren't very uh movement oriented like the the delta runner megazord in this is like it's doing it's flips it's all over the place it's awesome um and i think that helps that it's constantly in motion you don't really lock onto the cg as much as in dino thunder well i think what i what i'd add on to that is that they use cg to replicate movements that the guy in the suit couldn't do yeah. on his own and i think yeah. in your mind knows that so it's at least for me i think i'm a lot more forgiving because like yeah. i'm like yeah they 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 need where they needed to use cg to get yeah. this exact kind of shot whereas in dino thunder it's just like you didn't need cg for that you could have no. just had the guys in the suit do it uh so yeah, the Praxis eventually fall, jumps out of the machine as they destroy it, and all the other rangers are just jumping out, flipping in the air, just like, and they call out their rank and number, you know, and the color, and it was pretty cool seeing that happen. Yeah, you never ask the rangers who they are, because that, you're done. You're done when you do that. You don't have, who, who do you think you are? And then they start counting off, and you're like, oh no, what have I done? What have I, oh no, I messed with the wrong people. At least this wasn't Q Ranger with the 13 <laughs> Rangers. 
Oh, would have been God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That's that's a nightmare to think about, Jesus. No, yeah. So, like uh, in the... Like in the... Yeah. Like in the... No, go on. We won't, we won't do the whole Cure Ranger thing tonight. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, we won't. Go on. Keep moving. Sh- shut up, Sean. Uh, so... They like don't it, all go on every mission anyways. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> God damn it, Sean. Like in Decker Ranger... Uh, Bonbon just goes straight forward. He's like, goes attacks the monster, like ah, ah, and Jack's like the same way. And what we've noticed actually, as we were watching, is that their ADR is so much different than their actual live action voice. So you hear Jack's ADR; it is so like I don't know. Well, sometimes it's okay. I think it's just specific lines where I'm like, whoa, whoa that does not sound like them. Uh, yeah, for the it most is... part, I don't have that big of a problem with it. But Sky had some lines last episode, and Jack had some lines where I was like, "Who is speaking?" <laughs> yeah, they must have got like really into it, or or they like, changed something within the booth or something as they mm-hmm. did their lines for you know for the Sentai footage here. And they started falling behind Jack. They started attacking Paraxis one by one, and then of course they pull out their uh, judgment to give judgment to the monster. I still think that's a really fucked up way of doing that. And see, and here's the thing, like, as uh, Neil mentioned as we were watching it, is that in Decker Ranger, they destroy the monster straight up. There's no containment. I guess that's... that's, Then then the capture card is slightly better, but still. Yeah, I I actually, I prefer that change in SPD to to Decker Ranger that doesn't capture it. I, I imagine, uh, like, back in the early 2000s, there wasn't quite as much of a stigma, but, like, especially, like, oh, I'm sure. with, with, with recent times, like, yeah, cops being executed. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot more um, questionable. Well, in the Decker Ranger 10 years after movie, they explained that, like, the, there, there is a planet where they, 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 that does the decisions, but um, time moves differently there. So, like, they, they debate for hours, but, like... Okay. Uh, by the time it gets to Earth, like it seems like a lightning quick second, but that doesn't really make it that much better. The situation—it's uh, a product of its time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, so, yeah. So the capture card is nice, at least. Like you know, they're they're yes. getting put to jail in some way. It, yeah, kind of. Yeah, they're put in like a storage locker somewhere. But you know, it's all right. It's all right. It. So it kinda, well, the question. The question yeah. is, like, if you're putting one of these question in one of these capture cards, do you become immortal? Like, do you age? Do you need food or water? Do you get parole? Do you have a sentence? <laughs> or do they like toss you in a drawer and forget about you? Like, <laughs> you know, what? What is? Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, questions about <laughs> about this. You become a trading. You become a trading card for the higher ups. <laughs> they pull you out to play card games. <laughs> uh, they they sort of explained in the last episode where Bridge got the grasp of it and they told like uh, Jack and Z what they were going to do to them at one point. And they was like, we're going to put you in this itty bitty card this size. I'm going to put you in this like confinement space until you're judged in front of a judge and jury. And it was like, Okay, Bridge, you knew uh, that pretty no, quick. That's not too bad then if they're gonna get a court date. Anyways, yeah, this is way too much thought for Power Rangers. Uh which which is, I realize that. I mean that's usually what it is, but yeah. So once they blast the monster, it cuts to the American footage where he does get in confinement in their card. Uh-huh. So that's what's different from those two. 
but then it cuts to um i didn't really cut that out so it cuts back to back at the base and uh kruger's like do you now trust jack to be the leader now and they all step front and he's like he's, he's like yeah his ego is a bit big but he deep down he's a good guy and then like bridge and sid are like yeah he's a good leader and then kruger asks sky like what about you? And he doesn't say nothing. It cuts to a different scene where Jack is trying to make up for abusing his rape by doing the obstacle course at sunrise. And he just, this guy's just there like, huh. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Yeah. He's, he's not sure yet. He's still deciding what he thinks about Jack. Yeah. But so I, yeah, good episode. Yeah. That is confronted. And I combined my compare and contrast within the recap. So you don't have to cut to it. We can jump straight into data. data yeah. Da- data. Straight to the data. Uh, Neil, as you're the guest, we'll start with you. What's the best moment of the episode? My best moment, I'm going to give that to Bridge. Just like, I like your dreads. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best moment. Tyler? Uh, when Doggy is talking to Jack about lounging around reading comics and then the, the cadets come in. <laughs> <laughs> Mike? Um, that is a very good question, Sean. What is the best moment from this episode? Uh, I will say... What would that be? What would that be? I liked it at the very beginning when Sid and Z got that one alien car robber. Ah, just... when Sid and Z got the alien car car robber. Oh, wow, Sid and Z is crazy. Your picks, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, Tyler. You also <laughs> picked your two. That's wild, dude. You picked your two characters. Uh-huh. I picked uh, the moment. But my own was good, though. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how this changes the, the fantasy now? You got to think clever with those best moments. You're, supposed to, you're not supposed to do this, though. Um, I'll show you how you're supposed hey, to do Sean, it. Hey, Sean, what's but... yours? Yeah, what's my yours, Smarty? My best moment is when Grum tells Mora to go to her room because oh. it's so funny. <laughs> okay, okay, touche. Neil, who's the MVP? Uh, I'm, yeah, I've been thinking a bit about that. I think I'm going to have to actually give this one to Kruger. Um, the thing is that Doki, he's he doesn't always work as a mentor figure to me because sometimes the writers focus way too much on him being angry and abrasive. But in this episode, I felt like he actually did his job really well as a mentor. And that when Jack was making his mistakes, he didn't immediately get on him. Like he waited until a point where, you know, it was clear what the mistakes were. And Leo asked everyone, you know, what do you think of Jack as a leader? And because he knows everyone's going to speak up against him. And the whole point is to teach Jack a lesson and get him to reflect. And Doggy actually manages to do that. Um, and like I followed, like yeah, he was actually a really good mentor in this episode. He did the role really well. So I'm gonna give the the MVP to to Doggy for this one. Tyler, do I even have to ask you? Yes. <laughs> Who's your MVP, <laughs> Tyler? Well, I agree with everything that Neil said. It's gotta go, Doggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, Mike. There's no way you can spin this, Mike. There's no way you can spin this reasonably. Who's your so, MVP? So, 
I, I like honest. Sid because her room was nice and clean. <laughs> and then Z came in. Wow, crazy. <laughs> well, you. I like Z's taste in music. So <laughs> you. I'm not going to say that because they didn't have much to go off of in this episode. Um, what I will admit is that I will give it to Jack. Okay, Jack. Okay. Jack. You know he. It's, it's the normal thing for a Red Ranger. He, he learns his lesson at the end, but when he does his stuff at the end, it just works out for him and character-wise. And as he grows as a character, it's going to be worthwhile as the Red Ranger. But he did great in this episode after he's all that shit he, he did for the Rangers and now just learning from Kruger himself at the end. So I like Jack. Jack's the MVP in this episode. I'm going to begrudgingly give my MVP to Kruger because I agree with everything that Neil said. <laughs> Uh, thank you we're gonna we're gonna go ahead the <laughs> ranking right now tyler's team has six points mike's team has two points and my team has one point so everything is going well you but you watch yourself tyler because because <laughs> bridge and Bradder coming bridge is a dark horse bridge, bridge is a dark horse man he is he's a dark horse uh what would you rate this episode out of five neil okay well i i think um you know what, I, I think I'll give it a solid four. Like, not a perfect episode, but I didn't yeah. see, I didn't, there weren't any real glaring flaws. Like, it did, it executed its ideas fine. Um, it was exactly what it wanted to be and wanted to try to be. I'm not going to give it a five because it didn't blow me away, but I'll give it a four because it was solid. It was a very solid episode. Tyler? I'd also give it a four. Okay. Mike? I'll give it a 4.5. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a four as well, just because there's there's some there's some silly stuff with you have to do everything the Red Ranger says. That that's like half a point off right there, because that's a <laughs> that's a pretty dumb rule. But also, I just I would have liked a little bit more um actual uh fighting, uh like 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 right ground ground level fighting. Um, the sword stuff was really cool, but I I really liked the stunt work in SPD, so I, I would have liked a little bit more of that. All right. Fantastic. That is the data for this episode. And that's been the episode, basically, folks. It's going to be it's a been, long one. Like I said, it's going to be a long one, especially with the guests here. Thank you, Neil's <laughs> above, for coming onto the podcast, dude. This has been awesome. Ah, it was a, yeah, it was, it was a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I will, of course, be here in spirit with video me messages and emails, but, uh, you know, if, if, if the opportunity arises, you know, I'm always open to come back if you guys. Want to listen yeah. to me talk for long periods? Oh no! Of time. Well, we'd love to have you back at some point. Uh, yes, I think I think we kind of booked out this season, but you know, we in did. the future, we wanna we wanna get uh, we we always want to get our buddies back. So ah, okay. we always got we always got a fitting room somewhere for you guys. Yeah. Um, so consider that uh, in our rotating rolodex of friends to come on in the future. So. Um... Yes, and speaking of that, Neil, where can people find you on the internet? Well, um, my handle is Neilzabub, so uh, it's a play on my name, N-I-E-L, and then Beelzebub, so Neilzabub. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, it's my username. I also have a YouTube channel where I mostly talk about Power Rangers and Super Sentai, compare and contrast. I did a video about uh, Doggy Kruger uh, with SPD and Decker Ranger uh, in relation to this. Uh, most recently, I released um, a video that talked about the mythological origins of the totems for the animals used for the origami and samurai. So, if you look, if you search Neelzebub on uh, YouTube, you can find my channel there. And if you like 
please subscribe and shit. That would be great. Yes, please do so. He has great videos. Subscribe to him on YouTube. That'd be fantastic. Um, Sean, where can people find you on the internet? My mic was muted. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. Everything that I do is in my bio. Why would you mute your fucking microphone, dude? Uh, no, I think I made a noise, and I was like, oh. Like, I don't want to make that noise for the recording. Where no, I think I had, to, I had to sneeze, and so I just, I didn't want to. Okay. Okay. Just double checking. I, I try to be considerate, all right? I try to give you less. You Next time, next time I'll do a big old loud sneeze, sneeze right on the recording so that you have to edit it out. Is that what you want, hey. Mike? Is that what you want? No, I'm just saying you did nice. I was just wondering. There was like a second. I was like, uh, what you, the fuck, Sean? I was like, what, 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 what? You bastard, <laughs> you. Uh, Tyler, we can people find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Tyler Rims. That's T-Y-L-E-R-T-Y-L-E-R-I-M-S. Uh, can we find you is in my bio. Uh, uh-huh. I've been up since I've been up since five thirty, dude. <laughs> I gotta go to sleep too, dude. <laughs> but uh, Mike, take us out, man. Take us. You can out. also you can also find me on Twitch where I play video games in a cowboy hat. Right now, it's mostly gonna be Persona because that's uh that's just a thing right now. Yeah, and uh, I'll keep the short and sweet for the two guys that needs to go to sleep. I would say you can follow me on the internet at Mike Mixtape on Twitter and Instagram. All the podcast stuff that I'm doing is on my Twitter bio. Who did our office awesome, awesome graphics? Well, our awesome, our awesome uh, uh, image, our, our our entire social media image set that was yeah. all done by Sean S H A U N. Uh, you guys can follow him on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram under the handle My Name Is Sean. My name is S H A U N N N. He does amazing work. We're so happy with what he did for us. He's he's awesome. Um, our intro and outro music uh, is done this season by Niall Stenson. He did yep. uh, he did awesome covers of all of the uh, Power Rangers themes, and you guys can follow him on Twitter at nstens1117. Where can people follow us? You guys can follow us on Twitter at GoIntoTheGrid. You guys can email us at GoIntoTheGrid at gmail.com, and you can join the Discord server, and the link to that is in our Twitter link tree and in the podcast descriptions. And where can they listen to us? Anchor.fm slash into the grid uh and you guys can listen to us on apple Podcasts, google podcast spotify overcast pocket cast radio public cast box and podcast addicts thank you guys so much for listening and mike send us home now thank you for listening and we'll see you next time when we morph again